Welcome back to the Dimecast Podcast. I'm Alex, your host for the day, and with me I have Pablo, the co-host. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Also accompanying us is Pavone, the mediator slash producer. Here as long as I'm required to be. And quietly sitting, standing by, watching over us, like Jesus Christ himself, it's Carlos Padilla. I would have said Batman before Jesus. I mean, there's <laughs> two types of people, I guess. We're going to talk a lot about <laughs> the NFL uh Games that went on last week, or this week, we're going to talk about a lot of NBA rumors going on, and... Okay, but uh, before we get into sports, uh, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, one thing that's kind of still in the headlines, so I don't know why, not really sports-related, but something that really needs to get talked about. Um, I'm talking about Amber Geiger and Botham Jean. What's that about? Uh, So, for those of you who have been living under a rock... I.E. me. (laughs) uh, Well, Amber Geiger is a police officer from Dallas, Texas... And she, her side of the story is that she went home, thought it was her apartment. Oh, this is the person that killed somebody. That's a cop. Yeah. Another cop shooting story. Yeah. Ten second synopsis is that she went home, thought it was her apartment, saw an intruder in her home, shot him dead. Quote unquote intruder. Now, the reason that this is back in the headlines is because Amber Geiger was finally fired from her job. From the Dallas uh, City Police Department. Fired or dismissed with pay? Fired. Is no. she going to go to court for this? or? So um, her she was initially arrested for manslaughter. Um, and she posted she a... Be. Yeah, and she was uh, posted a $300,000 bond. So she only had to drop like 30000 for it. Um, and afterwards, she was free. And then an ongoing investigation was happening um, internally within the police department. Mm-hmm. But um, they finally had decided to release her. She was fired. However, my one issue with this is that... Um, She's not going to jail, probably, right? That's one. And two... So two issues. Yes. Two is that, like anyone who, could, who has been fired from the police department, she can file an appeal, which she has, to reclaim her job. Ooh. <laughs> And I that's right. That's crazy. Even like, but she's not gonna go to court then. She's not gonna be trialed for this because this is not even manslaughter. This is murder. Like, what? Now I'm supposed to act like, oh, I could walk into any apartment that's here mine and be like, oh, that's mine. I had, but I shot him because I was uh, scared. For my Just life. pull up to the scene with your missing. I, I mean, don't know that one lyric part that goes ceiling? in between that song. I guess I thought it was ceiling, but <laughs> that just didn't seem like it made sense. Anyways. Basically, I kind of want to get y'all's take on this. Is she telling the truth? Is there... She's not telling the truth. Wait. First, I need to get this cleared out. Because I'm not sure if this is what's going to happen. Is she going to be trialed for at least manslaughter? Because honestly, this to me is not manslaughter. This is cold blood murder. Okay? She killed somebody that she knew exactly... Was her neighbor. There's no way she didn't know that was her neighbor, okay? The guy had a red mat outside of his house. She knew she didn't have a red mat. She was on the wrong floor, and I get it. A lot of people are probably going to say, hey, she's a cop. You know, she was probably super exhausted. She was probably, you know, she didn't know what she was doing. She wasn't conscious enough, and she saw someone she's never seen before, right? And she But shot. at the police academy. But you just said that was her neighbor and that she probably knew the neighbor. That's where I was going with that. But besides the red doormat that right. he has and she doesn't, 
neighbor, multiple neighbors had also confirmed that she was like banging on the door asking to be let in. And that's not something you do when you're trying to get into your own apartment. I wonder if she Usually forgot her you keys. have the keys for exactly. it. So it's not like me, though. Tired. Sometimes I'd be missing my keys, so I would have to knock as well. She couldn't text somebody, be like, yeah. hey, open the door for me. And also at the police academy, don't they teach you to de-escalate situations, not to just shoot to kill? If that's her apartment, though, who is she knocking at like that? Exactly. What? Like, is she living by herself to even be knocking at all? Because if you're living by yourself, then why are you knocking on the door knowing that no one's going to be on the other side? That I don't know. But with all the inconsistencies that are happening with, like, witness reports and the whole, like, little doormat thing and the fact that she, um, like, her first idea was to just shoot the guy that she thought was in her home. Like, first of all, like... Did the home even look like hers? People decorate differently. Sure, maybe the layout may be the same, but maybe the couches were in different places. Like, you know what I mean? I know what you're saying, and I I remember watching a movie a while back uh, where someone entered the wrong apartment and they were shot, but it's once you enter the apartment, you know, like, you realize what is yours and what's not yours. And I feel like... When it comes to the point that you have to start banging on your door to be let in, I mean, don't you realize that that's not your door? Also, I I just want to add, if you're a cop more than anything, why can't you just shoot for, like, the legs or, like, the hand? I've never shot a gun myself, so I could never... I'm not trying to understand the complicities that come with firing a gun. Or with the aim, I've never done that in my life. Exactly. Because at the police academy, they don't teach you to be bounty hunters. They teach you to de-escalate situations, to carry out the law. And the law doesn't mean killing everybody on sight. Doesn't she have a taser, man? Don't these cops carry around tasers and mace? And actually, she actually previously um, had gone through like a bunch of issues because she had shot a man in the stomach when he went for her taser. Well, at that point, you probably should just tase him instead of shooting him. Exactly. Listen. All I know is that I'm tired of these stories of police officers being scared, okay? Like, I get it that nerves are supposed to be a thing, but you're a police officer. If your first instinct is to draw a weapon and shoot, that is not the right thing to do. Regardless. Or draw a different weapon. You have, like, you know, a taser. And so. honestly, I've... I've seen a lot of people that enter police academy, and it only takes you like two years to become a cop. What type of, what type of uh, academy is that that it takes you two years, probably like an easy test to pass, and then they certify to be a cop, and then get away with murder? Carlos is moving his fingers in the motion of cash money, so I'm assuming he's talking about money is really good in the police business. The money is the mode, but it doesn't change the, the fact money. that. These individuals that handle a cop and are allowed to shoot, to kill, okay? It doesn't change the fact that they should be trained more properly than that. Because it's it's tiring when you see that. Like At this point, you know how many people are out there that can't trust police officers? That's the exact opposite of what society is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to feel safe when you see a cop around. You're supposed to feel safe when you see a cop car rolling through your street. But at this point... It's gotten that if there's a cop nearby, you somebody's got to record what's happening because the police have been caught lying and people have been caught dying. Mm-hmm. So that's that's we come to that point in society where what are we actually doing? Who are we entrusting with this power, right, to to rule 
to regulate and to protect because yes there is good stories of cops out there and that you know they help out civilians and stuff but at the end of the day there I, there's more stories out there of innocent people dying okay so yes you could do a nice deed but people are still dying and the fact that people are trying to put that under the rug because yes there's good cops and all that it's it's full on bs it's just straight bs because we should tackle the problem of why are these cops killing people and why are they getting away with it and honestly that's a shame because there are so many cops in our community that, that do good that stick by the rules you know we i've even seen some recordings of people straight out being disrespectful to cops when he when they're just trying to peacefully go about their duties and try to get them to sign something or something and the people are just being flat out disrespectful so i could understand why some cops go through that because we don't make it easy on them but this is like one of those jobs like a pilot where you have to be 100% successful or you can't be there at all. You can't just have a pilot flying a plane, crashing it two, three times and being like, well, it happens. These things just happen. Let's let them keep flying. No, at that point, you probably should stop. I mean, at the end of the day, what I just really want you all to, to do is just to question why she isn't in jail. Yes, she's going to trial, but like, do you guys honestly think... Because she's a cop, and that's what I was going to get at with Pablo saying that. He's saying that pilots shouldn't be like there if they crash a plane, but that's what's going on. These cops kill somebody, and then they lose their job and still get paid. Yeah, they're not with the police force anymore, and yeah, they're not representing that badge, but they're still getting paid. They're not getting any type of, you know, like, uh, charged with anything. You got people over here that have what some weed and they get all pied up and and then what shot i mean speaking of weed like after this whole ordeal was happening it was actually reported that they found marijuana in botham jean's apartment as if that should be the focus of what happened well and it's not, always trying to find an excuse to cover up exactly but bullshit. why are they finding an excuse they always said why should you be trying to find an excuse when someone went into someone's home and shot them in their own home what excuse do you have what level of tired and exhaustion do you have that you show up in someone's home and shoot them dead that you don't know that it's in that it's your own home, like. And listen, a lot of people try to make this into a race situation, but I'm pretty sure, okay, if the amount of white or Latinos or Asians that were getting killed was this big, everybody would still be upset. This is not something that's upset because the cop is white and the person is black. I mean, I think there's like a like, I guess you can make an argument about like the privilege in the situation because i don't know i can't make assumptions about how the situation would be handled but say the cop wasn't white i don't know if the situation would be treated the same i don't know if they would have investigated and tried to find marijuana in his apartment we don't know if that would, well, would have happened just to touch on that um this is a story i heard about like a couple weeks ago and it really stuck to me um low wayne in an old interview that he had he was discussing about how he got shot and i think I think in that interview, he said that he shot him himself. So when the police came in, everyone was looking for weed. They were looking. They, they didn't worry about the kid that was bleeding out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these officers were um, dark-skinned officers. Mm-hmm. And the only officer that called out everybody else was a white officer. And he said, hey, this kid is bleeding out. Why are you worrying about all the stuff? We need to get him to a hospital now. And he himself drove Lil Wayne to the hospital, took him to the paramedics, everything, stayed with them mm-hmm. until they, they were going to do those things. And and that just goes to show, like, we don't hear these stories enough because of everything that's going on, but it is important to 
remember these stories when we do think about those things. That there are cops, even white cops, that do put their duty ahead of everything else. That are focused, are locked in, and we can't forget about that because then we'll just get too caught up in all this. Exactly. Yeah. And it's it's just it's a bad look on cops, and it sucks for those that that really do a good job. And it's like. And, it, and it's like the whole like discrepancy that's happening with like the Black Lives Matter movement. People keep assuming that they're anti-cops in general. Like, who would want a society without a form of law enforcement officials? They are not anti-cop. They are anti-bad cop. They recognize that there are good police officers, like in that story that you said. And they want to do something about the ones that are getting away with things like this. And all I want to know is, how, like, how much further can we go than a man being shot in his own home? Like, how much further do we have to go before action starts being taken? Maybe it has to be uh, someone not of color for for people in power to, to do something. You want to know the thing about that is that it does happen to people that are not of color. And a lot of people don't get that media attention, but I'm almost positive that those officers that do hurt, harm, or kill an individual that is not of color get the reprimanded as they should. And this is not what's happening in these other situations. Just like Zimmerman. And Zimmerman's was worse because he wasn't a cop. Okay? What was he, like a neighborhood watch? Something like that? Not even. Not even. He was just a criminal. But, you know, my condolences to the uh, Gene family. Hopefully they're doing well. And uh, hopefully justice is served. Hopefully she's charged with manslaughter, which is the least they could do, I guess. And, uh, yeah, is there any more you want to say about that? I mean... We all have our opinions. You guys are entitled to your own opinions. I just want, I just look at the facts. Look, look at everything presented to you with situations like this. Like, for example, when it comes to the load of the situation, when she says she didn't know she was coming into her own, her own home, that whole ordeal, that police affidavit is almost completely of her own account. This has nothing, this does not bring into account what Botham Jean thought of the situation because he's dead. That police affidavit was completely her account. And then on top of that, there's the neighbors with what they're thinking. And then on top of that, there's the discrepancy with the doormat. Like, look at all these facts and tell us we're wrong, you know? Okay, so it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty strong topic to talk about. Um, but let's, let's try to move on to something lighter, okay? All right, so what topics do you want to talk about? I'll tell you what I want to talk about and something that Pablo might not want to talk about. Something but we're going to talk, talk about, about it anyways. We talked about Jimmy Butler last week, and the news only got better, okay? A lot of rumors going around. The NBA season's coming, coming up real fast, real close. Bye-bye, NFL. NBA's back. But before it returns, there will be trades to happen. You guys haven't even started preseason, and you're already saying bye, NFL. One of those trades is Jimmy Butler. We talked about Kyrie wanting to go to the Knicks. We talked about Jimmy wanting to go to the Knicks. But trades don't happen like that. Okay? They don't. They trade you where they trade you, and then you stay until you're a free agent. So, Jimmy Butler is up for grabs for anybody who's willing to trade the price. And one of those people that's willing to trade the price for Jimmy G. Buckets. Pablo's most hated team, the Miami Heat. It was reported by Adrian Wojnarowski that Pat Riley 
And the Miami Heat are aggressively, not passively, not just talking to the Minnesota Vikings, aggressively in pursuit for Jimmy Butler. Now, a lot of people are going to say, hey, why do you think he's going to come to Miami? There's so many other teams that could trade for him. Why do you keep saying superstars are going to go to the Heat? Yeah, uh, official statements, um, and I'm reading quote-unquote, that Heat President Pat Riley and Coach Eric Spolstra have always admired Butler, not only because of his offensive game, but because of his competitive nature and strong defensive skills, which resulted in him being named the second-time All-NBA defense four times in his career. Now, let me tell you, this is the right move for the Heat to make. Now, I don't know if any other team, okay, (laughs) should aggressively do this because, like I said before... The Knicks could easily get him in the free agency. The Clippers could also get him in the free agency. But a team like the Heat that wasn't even mentioned previously, okay, or doesn't necessarily have the cap space currently to sign Jimmy Buckets, trading for him would absolutely be the the best move this very instant. It's the last season D-Wade's with us, okay, and we need a veteran presence in the team because Udonis Hassan might not be there either. So why is he still even there anyways? So <laughs> trading for Jimmy not only will help the team glue up together, okay, and not have to wait for Jimmy to come next year, even though he might not do that by his own. But if Jimmy stays, he likes the culture, D Wade makes him feel at home. D Wade not gonna be there. This year he year. will. But this year he will. And Gives him a really good speech saying, hey, listen, Jimmy, I'm out of here. All right? I'm not longer going to be the face of the Heat. You're going to need somebody to look up to. All these young guys, they're going to need somebody to look up to. All these fans, they're going to want someone to cheer for. And it ain't going to be Whiteside. Every year it's the same thing. And if the Wee Wade passes that torch on to Jimmy, who says he might not stay? So I say Pat Riley... Trade anybody for Jimmy, okay? Except for Jay Rich. You also said that you guys were going to get Durant. Then you said you guys were going to get Hayward. Then you said, who, who was the last guy that you said? Here's where, Kawhi where, Leonard, here's the that difference. you might get Kawhi Leonard. Here's the okay. difference. Here's the difference between all this, okay? You ready? KD and Hayward were free agents. They have their own willpower to decide where they're going to go. And yes, Miami was probably not their preferred destination clearly they're not there but in this exact moment jimmy has no say in the matter he gets traded where he gets traded and a lot of teams are not going to trade for someone like jimmy butler because okay although i did say the same thing of Kawhi, let's be real Kawhi and jimmy are in two different tiers as ball players so what someone might offer for Kawhi, they're not going to offer for jimmy butler and what someone might take for Kawhi, they might not take for jimmy butler Okay? So there's a difference right there. Minnesota knows that Jimmy's not going to be there next season. He made it clear. Okay? Kawhi, at least, Kawhi wasn't even the one talking. So that's why the Spurs were kind of iffy in the whole move Kawhi movement. Because Kawhi wasn't even talking. It was all his uncle and his family. So that's why I'm saying if the Heat can actually pull this off, keep D-Wade in the roster for one more year and his last goodbye... We all know Jimmy likes playing with D-Wade. We all know they have a friendship going. And who doesn't like South Beach? Who? 
Kevin no. Durant and Gordon Hayward don't like South Beach. Yeah, but guess what? Kevin Durant wanted a ring, and Gordon Hayward is a family man. You know who isn't a family man? Jimmy Butler, Bachelor. Miami, full of the favorite ladies of Jimmy. Okay. Wait, are, you, are you saying he should come to Miami so he can be he can play the Bachelor in real life? Maybe. I mean, he wants any reason to dream of any star going to this godforsaken franchise. Um, godforsaken. Yeah, this franchise is trash. And so are its fans. Very fair weather. Let's be honest. There are some. Please very tell me loyal why this fans. franchise is trash. Well, you guys depend on buying other talent in order to get good. Like most teams do. Don't get me wrong, but I mean the fact that you guys only got two rings when you guys had LeBron and the whole big three fiasco. Um, fiasco. This this. They whole, got two rings. Yeah, that was very underwhelming. When you have arguably the best player. Of his generation, along with Boschosaurus Rex, Dwayne Wade, and all these sharpshooters that they had. So, yeah, they significantly underperformed. They were underwhelming. How do you lose to Dirk Nowitzki and the Mavericks? Not saying, not, not to downplay Dirk, because I love me some Dirk, but let's be honest. One superstar versus three. Dwayne like, Wade showed up. That's all I'm going to say. Dwayne Wade showed up. Uh, but did he walk out with the ring? No. He got more rings than Dirk, and he beat him the first okay, time. Okay, that's fine. Shit, you don't think Dirk would have more rings if he played with LeBron? I bet you he wouldn't have lost two finals. I bet you they didn't need Ray Allen to make that game-winning three. That's a different series. I mean, it's four chances that they had on it. They only had two, and the team that they did beat was Miracle 3 with Ray Allen and then a very young team that couldn't get their shit together. Let me ask you a question. How many teams get back-to-back? Championship rings. The how many Lakers? teams have done? How many teams have done it? Uh, I could tell you how many teams have three peated. How about that? I think that would be a more interesting stat, to be honest. I mean, you're uh, saying Michael Jordan's bull. You're saying the Heat are gone for twice. Second. I mean, you could tell me that they're bad now, but as a franchise, winning three championships in thirty years—that's pretty good. When other franchises, I have mean, made yeah, of longer, course, they had Shaq. Have done nothing. They had Dwayne Wade, and then when Shaq was done and washed up, they got LeBron James and Boston Source, of course. I think most teams could win at least three championships with that squad. The fact that the Heat went to four in the weak East and only won two, that's that's underwhelming to me. See, the fact that you're saying the East was weak, that's that's that just shows how, that you don't know what you're talking about. Because back then, the East wasn't as weak as what it is now. Oh, I'm aware. But when you have those three All-Stars on your team, the only other team that wasn't weak compared to to the Heat were the Celtics. And let's look at their big three. All aging veterans towards the end of the year, of course, are going to get washed by Miami. Let's be honest. Uh, you're telling me that the Heat were one of the oldest teams in the NBA? I'm saying because the three that mattered. Because they were. I'm saying the three that mattered. More specifically, led by LeBron James. You're acting like... No, they weren't. Oh, my God. Because you know what? You look at the big three that Boston had, even though, let's say, Miami was old, LeBron was young. LeBron was right in the peak, entering his peak, if not already there. So you can't just go out and claim, oh, the whole Heat roster was old. That's fine. They could be old, but LeBron was young. And that's really the only guy that mattered. But this that. is a team game. Look why the Warriors Okay, the and Warriors. look at how your team did without LeBron, before and after. You guys won because of You're Shaq. You're acting like Bosch. 
didn't get blood clots. That's, One of the biggest plays, that's his the own. biggest contract in, See, in our there team. There you go. Once LeBron leaves, your team is forsaken again. Okay. That's just that's, that's just the nature. Though. You're of acting history. like you're acting like LeBron was the only impact that the, he had. LeBron was, was the only reason you guys won a ring after the whole Wade and Shaq pairing. Only reason you guys won a ring. And the only reason you guys even won a ring that year was because Shaq knew oh, yeah, he had to get that dope when yeah. Kobe's out there so getting two more. So what's the excuse for uh, him with Kyrie? Hmm? Yeah, with him and Kyrie. What, how many rings Kyrie got? One. Okay. And are you comparing Kevin Love and Kyrie to Dwayne Wade? And... I mean, I've heard you talk about Kevin Love and Kyrie. Of course, and you I, talk of course really I talk really highly of them. I do talk really highly of them. And they did absolutely nothing. Yeah, they ran into Golden State. I'd it, like to see the Heat, the big three Heat back then, face up against Golden State. They would beat them. You think so? Pre, pre, pre KD. With, with the way, with pre the way. KD, mm-hmm. yes. Pre KD, pre, yes. No, no, but that's that's a modern day Golden State. That's what Golden State is. You can't just be saying pre Golden State. That's a big part of it. They played them two times without KD. Thankfully for them. And they were able to walk away with one chip because Draymond Green got suspended. And then how many times did Kyrie play against KD? He played three times. Against KD? Oh, two times, my bad. He played two times against KD. No, actually one time. Because he's a quitter. He one time. So moving he's on. Because he's a quitter. Because he's a quitter. So well, move- well, ha, ha, oh, no, 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 no. He's he, a quitter. No, no, he's not. He's a quitter. How, what makes you say that? Because he left. Because he like left. Because why would, you, why would you want to stay in a franchise that's prioritizing an aging veteran... That's about Lee. Granted, it is LeBron James, but you're building the team around LeBron. You're the f- cornerstone of the franchise. You're the future of the franchise, and you want to build around LeBron. Kyrie's your every future. Every team in Kyrie's the NBA every- would build around LeBron. Yeah, and that's why every team after LeBron James leaves, after they have LeBron James, they're gonna be trash. Look at the Heat. Look at the Cavs. And now, well, after this whole LeBron's after this whole Lakers league. fiasco, not because LeBron's the best player, but because LeBron. Ask for so much and then is willing to leave. Wants to saddle your teams with big contracts for all these aging veterans. Like, come on. You didn't build around Kyrie. And that's your future. And that's why Kyrie left. Like, look, I'm not just going to be the Batman to to LeBron when he couldn't win this ring without me. That's for damn sure. No, you want to know why it was? Because he knew LeBron was leaving. And he knew... He knew that he couldn't take Cleveland to the heights LeBron did. That's I couldn't. Why he left. Nobody, that's why he, nobody that's except why he Jordan joined. could take that garbage team joined. to the that's finals and win. That's just what it is. No LeBron, one could take LeBron that garbage it. team other than MJ and win. No, he LeBron did that did with it. Kyrie. Oh, he oh, won without Kyrie? Oh, Jordan won by himself? No. Okay, then shut up. Why? Because, why shut up? Because you're talking about like, oh, Kyrie was the main. Jordan didn't win anything by himself. He had Hall of Famers all around. And so you you acting like Jordan did anything by himself? Talking about he would take Cleveland. I never to the said he did anything by himself. I said he could take it. How? If he never never did that with Chicago, because they because he never did him. that with Chicago. Exactly. Now, well then, Jimmy can Butler's you say gonna, any All Star did Butler, that by themselves Jimmy, except for Dirk? Jimmy Butler. Hold on, hold on. Jimmy, can you say I'm any All Star? I'm not the one that's that. made that statement. You just brought it up. I'm not you the just, one that did yes, that you statement. Did. You did make those you statements. You said Jordan would do it. You said Jordan would do it by himself. You yes, I said Jordan could take that team. And take it to the finals by himself. But where's your proof when he never did that with Chicago? Well, can you really say that about any other team? But any did other I say? Play? But did I say I, that? I understand that you didn't say that, but just because there's no proof of it happening doesn't mean it's not possible. Just like there's no way of saying that Jordan's team back in the day would beat today's Golden State, and there's no way of saying today's Golden State would beat I'm, Jordan's team. I'm not team the one bringing Jordan into the conversation. You're right. I'm you are. saying this 
because he has shown time and again back then that he's going to make those clutch shots. He's going to carry that with team. Hall with, Hall with Hall of Famers around him. With Hall of Famers around him. What Hall of Famers LeBron played with, with the Cavaliers? What Hall of Famers? Kyrie Irving. So one. Exactly. That's my one. point. On right. that team, on that roster. So the Heat should definitely trade for Jimmy Butler. Because this will be the the right time to actually do that. Is he going to stay after the year? Maybe. Probably not. But if Dwayne Wade could really sell Miami to him, and that he could definitely make some good trades in that, who is to say that Jimmy doesn't stay? So ultimately, I think it's the right move that Pat Riley finally woke up. Of course he would, because your team is so trash that it needs something to be excited about. And he finally heard the cause of all the fans to listen to the trades, listen to the superstars. We ain't got no draft picks. Hopefully he doesn't trade anybody, but at this point, I'm okay with trading Winslow for Jimmy. So, that's what I think. There's Who the, wouldn't be? What's Winslow going to do? Nothing either. Guys, you got you can't even draft right, can you? Yeah, With you the really exception can. of Wade. How old is Justice Winslow? Do I you know? know? I don't care. Do you know that? I don't care. I just told you no. I'm, I'm asking you because you know how long it took for Jimmy Butler to become Jimmy Butler? He's 22. About three years. Three years, really? Yes. You're wrong, but moving on. I'm not, but let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Um, how about the NFL? How's that going on, Pablo? Let's talk about the... Well, how about we start with the Patriots? Lost another game, didn't they? Back I to was, back. I was honestly shocked when I saw that, but looking at the game, I'm more impressed on how Detroit was able to was able to hold the time of possession on so long. Completely lopsided, almost 20 minutes apart. When when the other team has a ball for that long, you 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 really have to be careful on offense. You don't have as much error, as much space of error because you're not getting the ball back right away. And that's something that we saw playing from the lines. They played good old fashioned old school football. They had a recipe and they stuck to it and it worked out. It worked against this defense. And like I said, I'm just really impressed by the lines. I'm a bit disappointed by the Patriots. I want to see what they're able to do. Um, next week, now that Josh Gordon might be playing for them, which I know is one of your favorite Josh players. Josh Gordon! That's what Brady needs right now. Well, he needs Edelman, but that's neither here nor there. Anyways, bottom line, he has some um, capable wide receiver playing for him. So we're going to see how that goes next week, um, especially playing in Foxborough, playing against the Dolphins. A lot of Miami natives out here because, you know, we're from Miami. 3-0. Wait, the next Patriots game is against the Dolphins? Yep. So let's see if the Dolphins are for real, playing against New England. Didn't they just win another game? Three zero. They did. Does They're this 3-0. happen? One of I believe only three teams: the Rams and the Chiefs as well. Three and zero. So that uh that that's something. Actually, hold on. I believe the Bucks are two and zero. They're playing tonight on Monday Night Football. So that the Buccaneers. Are. I just want to know something. I understand sometimes the defense has their off days. And Brady played against the Jags before. So I could understand him being underwhelming when he played against the Jags. But what was going on with the Lions? Like, what what happened this game? I get that he doesn't have his weapons. I get that Josh Gordon and Edelman are missing. All right? The run game isn't the best he's had. But Tom Darnold and the Jets destroyed the Lions. 
Is that like was that lack of preparation by the Lions? Like is Tom Brady in his head right now? What, were, well, were they like underestimating the Lions? Well, for the first part, for the first part, they had no game. They had very little game tape. Rather, I'm not gonna say they had no game tape. They had very little game tape of Sam Darnold. Most of what they saw was preseason in college, as we saw with Baker Mayfield and Josh Rosen this week. That that could um, that could make a difference. Either they don't know what what's coming, or you're just not prepared. For what you're about to face, and those rookies, they were they were prepared. The defense was on point. The Lions just got punched in the mouth that game. But also something that you gotta understand about the football season as well as basketball season. What you you don't always start off guns blazing just right out of there. Some teams do, some teams don't, and then some teams lose that later on. We've seen that in some rookies. A um, couple of years ago, Carson went blazing. Start start off started off to a blazing pace. And he just, it, it goes down. As teams continue to get game tape, they're going to be more prepared. And the Lions were more prepared. Also, you got to remember, Matt, Matt Patricia, Patricia yep. the head coach, he was knows, a former he knows, defensive he coordinator system. for Bill Belichick, was there for a while, has some familiarity with the offense. So in that sense, they were preferred. Also, Patriots undermanned. Rex Burkhead, Rex Burkhead got injured during the game as well. That's another receiving weapon that Brady trusts out of the game. So what we saw was a Patriots defense for once. The playmakers that they had were enough. Brady wasn't enough. And we haven't seen that in a long time. We've seen some games like this, but it usually bounces back. So to see this two games in a row, that's that's something we haven't seen in a while. And, I again, I just want to see how it goes this week in New England. See if they bounce back or see if this is something really to get more into depth about. What I know is that Matthew Stafford is not playing at the same level as Ryan Tannehill. I know that right now. I know that the Lions defense is not playing as good as the Dolphins defense because the Dolphins defense right now is torching. Okay? If Brady loses in New England to the Dolphins. They just got torched by Jordy Nelson, man. I, I don't know if they're torching. They played against underwhelming offenses. And this this offense, it has been underwhelming. It has been rather lackluster to get off um, this season. But this offense isn't, isn't entirely a pushover. And we saw them put up a fight against the Dolphins. So I wouldn't say they're blazing because, again, they just got lit up by Jordy Nelson. And, no, the Raiders don't have Aaron Rodgers on their team. So this was all Derek Carr <laughs> and Jordy Nelson. So uh, I don't know if they're blazing out there. They're playing uh, decent. They're playing decent. We'll see. They're playing and hey, decent. look, you know what? Next week they're playing. They play Brady. better than the Pats defense. They're playing Brady that only has Gronk. Hasn't really been able to get much going. Maybe they'll have Josh Gordon. We'll see how Josh Gordon plays next week. And that's that's just what it is. Let's see if the Dolphins could keep this going. Because against underwhelming teams, they've continued to put up and show up. I like some of their cornerbacks. They really impressed me. Xavier Howard. We have one of our one of our own friends. Always talk to me about Xavier Howard, so big Dolphins fan. So let's let's see how this goes. Let's take it slow. It's only week three. Only right. week three. But before we move on from this game, if Tom Brady loses this, the next match against the Dolphins at home, okay, are we, are we going to start downing the Patriots? If they lose three games in a row, I think it's only natural you have to start downing the Patriots, especially... And Brady, I believe he's 41 this season, 42. All the things going on off the field, um, the lack of weapons, them dropping three straight, especially at home in Gillette Stadium against the Dolphins. 
Um, I yes, I think that it's time to be concerned if they drop the game in New England. Then yes, there is some concern going into this. Damn, in that case, they should have just kept Jimmy G on the team because no one can beat Father Time nowadays except if your name is Tiger Woods or Ozzy Osbourne. Well, we've seen Brady already beat Father Time a couple times, and honestly, I'd rather have Brady fighting Father Time than having Jimmy Garoppolo fighting the injury bug out for the season. Um, I believe he had a torn ACL, if I'm not mistaken, against against the Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs. Mahomes! Well, he is for real! Yeah. He's for real. <laughs> All right, well... um. Well, how about we transition from one embarrassing game to another? Let's talk about the Vikings game and how they got shredded by the Bills. I have no idea what happened. I don't think anybody in America knows what happened. Does and, Pablo know what happened? And honestly, no. Josh Allen showed why he's Josh Allen that game. He played against one of the top-tier defenses in the NFL. Pablo confirmed? And somehow, yes. some way, he was scoring more than Kirk Cousins, who got one of the best contracts in NFL history. Honestly, they scored two less points than the Packers, but man, they got the win, and they were able to put up this much points with less to work with. I'm I'm impressed by Josh Allen. I I want to see him do this more though. One game is. It's too little of a sample. That man, Josh Allen, was running and jumping over people. He was unstoppable. He looked like... He had to run and jump all over people because that O-line wasn't going to keep him safe. The man just ran for his life, and it worked. Surprisingly, it worked. The O-line for the Vikings was awful. I I don't know if it was because David Cook was missing, which is one of the blockers that Kirk Cousins uses a lot, or... Running back block, yep. I don't... I don't... I have no... Like... It's two fumbles by Kirk Cousins and an interception. What? This is the same defense that had a player retire in the middle of a game. In the middle of a game. Did that happen this season? Yes. That that happened happened like... That happened last week. Yeah. Well, look, hey, it's a good thing he retired. Now they got someone else coming in, and this defense looks completely different. Is that, I think that was a big wake-up wake up call for them. Is that something that's normally allowed? No. To, to retire in the, in middle, the middle of a of game? Year? No. He I mean, you could retire in the middle of a year uh, without, but no one has ever done it. As far as I can remember, as far as I can recall, no one has ever done it during the middle of a game. It was Vontae Davis, the cornerback. Usually they wait till after. No, quarterback. Cornerback, cornerback. Oh, cornerback. oh my God! Of, can you imagine that was a cornerback? Whoa! <laughs> he was one of the defensive players for them. You know what's funny? I, if I'm not mistaken correctly, he was drafted by the Dolphins. He's a former Dolphins. Had some good years with us. Uh, got traded to the Colts. Had some good years for the Colts. Unfortunately, for my Texans. And, and yeah, now he's in the Bills. Kind of washed up. Knew he didn't have it in him. Running on empty fumes. It said, "Nope, I gotta cut it." Most people would wait the whole game. You you know, you could sit out on the bench if you know you're not going to play. But, wow, to retire in the middle of a game. He was drafted by the Dolphins. Wow. But, I don't know. The Vikings are going to have to bounce back from that. Kirk Cousins has got to show up and beat Kirk Cousins. But this is not a situation that he that he hasn't been in before. 
Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks that a lot of people usually doubt very often. And later on, he proves them wrong. So I have no doubt in my mind that Kirk Cousins is going to bounce back from this. It's going to bounce back from this and prove that he is the quarterback that a lot of people put him out to be. Um, and I sure hope so because I'm, I, I was a pretty big fan of him. Always liked the way he played in Washington. Thought he got too much shit. Thought he should have been the franchise quarterback. Honestly, dude. And and I'm just... Now he has all the pieces around him. He has a good defense. He has solid wide receivers around him. He has to put it together. He, there is no more excuse for him. There is no... I'm sure you could do this. I'm sure you could do that. You got your guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. You got the best team in that division. The best Even team in that division. Rogers there, you have the best team in that division. That's right. There is no excuse. Put Packed. it together and and make it work. I was taught I was raving about Dan Bailey being their fancy, you know, being their kicker fancy alert, but guess what? That offense didn't move anything. I think this is the wake up call. This so, is what they need to start getting hungry. It's time to snap back to reality. Oh, oh there goes gravity. That's right. Oh. So from one Josh to another. Let's take it a little bit down south with Josh Rosen, huh? To Arizona and the Cardinals. By the way, Diamond Down segment we did uh, last episode. Or a couple episodes ago. Josh Rosen got subbed in. And is now the starter. Before Sam Bradford got injured. Sam Bradford was subbed out before he would be injured and replaced. So So, Polo got the first Diamond Down correct. That was pretty interesting. A lot of early on in the season. And um, Poor Sam Bradford. and, And the way... I found it really. They still weird. lost to the Bears. I found it really weird how they put him in that situation with four minutes left after not playing the entire game, not being in rhythm, and honestly, he looked all right for a little bit until he didn't. Until he threw the pick, he was pushing the ball down very efficiently, very effectively, and at the end of it, he just just threw the pick, underthrew it. The receiver was running. Um, at in those situations, you gotta at the very least overthrow it. Um, or at the worst case scenario, overthrow it. You don't. You want to put it in a situation where only your wide receiver is going to catch it. I think he kind of underestimated his own arm strength along with the receivers running that route, with the corner running that route and everything. So that's something he'll get used to through playing a couple games. We saw that from Sam Darnold too. Likes to throw a lot of picks. Um, that's just what we're going to get. You're going to get some learning curves. You're going to hit some walls. And hopefully he's able to overcome it. But I, I found this really interesting for the Cardinals to finally start taking uh, a step in a different direction and moving on from Sam Bradford as their starter. Maybe maybe add a little energy, maybe add a little something extra with Josh Rosen. Also, teams don't know much about him, so we'll see how that goes as well, if that plays a factor as it did with other rookies this season. So He could definitely try to prove himself right now, but I don't think anything is going to happen in the next game when they play the Seahawks. Dude, everyone else is starting. Josh Allen is starting. Sam Darnold is starting. Baker Mayfield is starting. You got to show up, Rosen. It's your time now, too. Unfortunately, they're, they're kind of pushing you in a little bit too early. Let's see what you're made of. Listen, let's see it's never a little bit too early. My man Baker Mayfield went in there with no reps in an early week game, and he showed up, and he showed out. So this is the moment where guys really show what they're made of. And I am very happy that the NFL is actually – doing this wave of brand new quarterbacks because I was tired of seeing the same old faces. It's time to move on. These rookies can ne- not never stay rookie forever, okay? So I mean, they only stay rookies for one year. 
Exactly. But if you got them in the bench, they're rookies in the NBA's eyes, so they might as well be rookies forever. Speaking of rookies having to take the next step and grow up a little bit, did you guys see the shootout in Atlanta? No. That was crazy. Neither did I. To Maddie, be honest, I was I looking at a couple other games for my fantasy team. But once I saw what was going on late towards the game, I'm like, whoa, I couldn't take my eyes off of it. And after hearing the type of game that Calvin Ridley had, in eight targets, the kid got seven receptions, 146 yards, and three touchdowns. He only he only didn't catch one ball that was targeted. And like that's to me that's crazy, very efficient. And to do this in his third game, it's about time. Because you weren't drafted first overall. You weren't not first overall. You weren't drafted in the first round for no reason. You they knew you were gonna be special and he showed us why. And that that shootout in Atlanta was amazing. Just with every, the way it came down to overtime. Um great great game. These both these quarterbacks just Wild and out throwing five touchdowns. Wait, wait, so you're telling me that Calvin Ridley got more touchdowns in one game than Julio Jones? Oh, the same amount of touchdowns in one game than Julio Jones did all of last season? Yes, sir. What is this, man? How is Matty Ice using a rookie over Julio Jones in the end zone? And pretty sad for the Falcons to lose that game, by the way, even though Matty Ice showed out with like five touchdowns. It was such a close game, and Drew, Drew Brees. I never see I've never seen Drew Brees run that much in one single game get that many rushing touchdowns in a single game than I did this week. Five total touchdowns, two of them were through the ground. Amazing. For 396 yards, almost 400 passing yards. This man, I, I don't know what's going on with the running game. I guess it's the fact that they don't have Mark Ingram through the first four games because of his suspension, but this team is is looking like the old Saints of old. Where their defense is kind of suspect, um, they're airing it out a lot. Which you know, if you have Drew Brees in fantasy, woo, that's great. If if you want to see Drew Brees break records, that's great. That's if you bench them, if that's, that's great. A, if you want to see a high-scoring game, nothing boring, all defense, that's a game you should have been watching, ladies and gentlemen. That game was on fire. Both these quarterbacks were lighting it up. Um, I'm not surprised the Saints did that because of all the injuries on the Falcons team, especially with. Um, with now Ricardo Lockett, another safety of theirs in the secondary, another starting safety of the Falcons out with an injury out for the season, I believe. So we're seeing a lot of injuries on this Falcons team. That And I, that's why I could understand that score. What I can understand is how the Saints defense was one of the most coveted defenses last year, one of the best defenses. Just like that, allowing 37 <laughs> points. To the Saints, this is reoccurring. Um, this is something that happens often. They just don't have the consistency on defense. And I don't understand how you go year by year. One year you're good. One year you're bad. One year you're good. One year you're bad on defense. It just, I don't don't know how that adds up. You know, I was so surprised about this game because I know Drew Brees is Drew Brees. But this is not a game Drew Brees has uh, playing away. This is the type of game he plays at home. When he plays at home, this is when he shows out like that because he's in the dome. So when I saw that Drew Brees was doing Drew Brees things, I'm like, oh, Damn, they're playing in, in uh, New Orleans, and then I tune in and see. Damn, this is in Atlanta. No, they Drew Brees. Drew Brees playing like he's in a dome. Drew Brees has done that a couple of times in Atlanta. It's it's crazy. I don't know why. I guess it's the whole um, rivalry game, the whole division rivalry game that gets these guys going. But every time you see a fight between these teams, either it's gonna be a defensive slugging or it's going to be an all-out shootout. There really is no in-between with these two teams. Either way, you won't catch me watching that game. 
Uh, you should. It was a pretty good one, to I, be honest. I, I bet. Oh, it seems like it, the stadium is kind of like a dome in Atlanta. Uh, they got a new one. Which, which kind of makes sense, because that's where Drew Brees, that's where he shows out. You give Drew Brees a dome, he'll give you a dome and a half. All right, so enough about all the nitty-gritty um, football topics. How about we get back? Um, how, how about we get back to the Super Bowl, which is like the one the game. performances of the Super Bowl. Yeah, more importantly, the performances. Right, right. Um, so uh, new things have developed uh, about um, who and what's going on with the Super Bowl um, this coming February. Um, the biggest thing is that Cardi B isn't in, was in talks about the Super Bowl game, and she actually was looking to get a full set for the Super Bowl performance. Without Maroon 5? So, no. It'd be more in the sense of, like, for example, how in 2013, Beyonce took the stage, she had a solo set, and then at one point brought out uh, Destiny's Child to perform with her, and then it went back to being Beyonce. That sort of deal. She was looking for something that is Cardi B, and then say Girls Like You comes on, Maroon 5 comes out, and then Cardi B. So... Basically, Cardi B would be the halftime show now, not Maroon Five. Yeah, that is what she wanted. I'm bet. You know what? That's that would be a lot better than Maroon Five. I mean, or Adam Levine. Hey, I'm all for Cardi B hosting a Super Bowl halftime, but she's got to earn her first. Come on, you only did this for one year. Mm-hmm. Like, let's exactly. be honest. Right now, you're a one-year wonder. Let's see if you can follow this up. You got to at least follow it up four more years. To even be in consideration for yeah. that Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah, the people that come and perform at the Super Bowl are the people that have had longevity in their music careers. The people that have multiple albums. They're bringing people that will sing a song from 10 years ago that you loved and will sing it today and you'll still love that song. And that's the kind of deal that Maroon 5 is going to be bringing. Cardi B is going to, if Cardi B were to perform a full set for Cardi B, like just herself, she would sing a lot of hits that people love. She'd sing Boracielo, I like it. She'd sing uh, Be Careful. She'd sing all these songs and all the other songs that she had features with. Like maybe she'd bring Bruno Mars for finesse. But that's just it. She's had one good year. One really good year. But she's not at the point for the performers that they bring to the Super Bowl. They bring people that have long music careers that were celebrating at the Super Bowl. And for her, she's just getting started. I mean, who knows? Like I, I don't doubt that she'll run a Super Bowl up performance at one point but that time is not now so are you okay with her performing with adam levine yeah why not they have one of the biggest songs of the year but you're not okay with her overtaking adam levine yeah because he so they they both have earned their way their their right to be there but adam levine no, has... that, that you're right cardi b in the sense of longevity and you know, impact. She really hasn't been here for that. And long. there's na- there's gonna be naysayers. There's gonna be people that are saying she's been rapping for a while, and she has. But like, I'm talking about how long she's been in the spotlight. How long people have been listening to her. How long she's been mainstream. That has been one ish year. What if they're just trying to change the aspect of things, the Super Bowl, with the performances instead of like longevity of an artist making the halftime show be something that's super like sacred or whatever they just do whoever's hottest in the moment because at this point they need some views then that ruins what then that that would ruin me coming to see the super bowl halftime performance like did people forget about the fact that she was pregnant and was not on social media for like a good six months she's trying to capitalize on the clout but that clout is going down 
ever since she got pregnant. I'm not saying it was a bad thing, but she was pretty absent from social media. But that that should say how hot she is right now. That I'm pretty sure, despite the, her absence, people still know what's going on. Who knows? Maybe that whole Nicki Minaj situation was actually for uh, attention. Dude, I don't know. But, like, you go to another year when that artist, like, just made it onto the scene. You're going to be saying the same things about that person. What? What like, if Charlie Puth does it? Does it? I mean, Charlie Puth is the love of my life, but that's besides the point. Would you be okay with her being the halftime performer? I mean... Yeah, nah, nah, of course. If I mean, he's a, one of the hottest artists in the, of the year. Okay, if if he is one of the hottest he artists... he is that. Think about it. Not only is she appealing to America... That's what I'm saying. She can be there, but like the people who run those full sets are the people that have been singing for a long time. People didn't go to see Justin Timberlake before but, the but, song but Filthy. But this they what, went there for like Senorita. They went for Rock Your Body. They went for Mares. They went for Suit and Tie. They went for the old songs that they wanted to jam out to because it portrays his whole music career. What are you going to talk about Cardi B? Cardi B has hits, man. She does have hits. One hard-hitting album. Yeah. One, one hard-hitting okay. album. But one hard-hitting album doesn't give you the right to be in the Super Bowl main stage by yourself. But that's, what, main, but that's what I'm trying to say, though. If she had three hard-hitting albums, then that's fine. But she only has one. I'm not saying that, you know, this is just a fluke and she's only going to have one. But she needs time to grow for her to be taking the stage by herself or above Maroon 5. Look, if we just start assigning people to Super Bowl halftime shows based off of one or two years of what they've done, then we might as well just have had Fetty Wap in the Super Bowl halftime show. But well, the that. reason... The reason we take so long, the reason there's such a process, the reason they want to get people that are so established is because this is an art. This is something that a lot of people look at. A lot of people tune in for the Super Bowl halftime show. So for Cardi to want to get there just off of one year, now granted to, to her grind and to her hard work, even when she was pregnant, she was putting out songs, she was making music videos. So there's no doubt she's a hard worker. There's no doubt she's about that grind. And honestly, I, there's not a lot of things... I could say negative about Cardi B because honestly I I'm uh, I fucked with her a lot, but with her vibe and everything, with everything she puts out, I, I'm all for it. I dig it. But off of one year, you want to go to the Super Bowl and be the Super Bowl halftime performer all by yourself, girl, you got a long way to go. Yeah, be Here's the thing, but this is what I'm trying to say, okay? This is what I'm trying to say. We're seeing it from a perspective of, oh. The person has to have these accolades. They have to have this longevity. They have to... Look, it's fair to say that Cardi B has one hard-hitting year, okay? Because she just started. But to compare her to Fetty Wap, it's kind of undermining the uh, what she has produced this year. Because, yes, she's hot in America, but she's also hot in all Latin American countries, too. And who is to say that that won't bring other viewers from other nations to watch that show. And now I'm not saying, hey, put in whoever, you know what I'm saying? And they're one, two years. put, But, like, I'm pretty sure there's people behind the uh, NFL who they schedule these performers that make the numbers and run the numbers and go, you know what, this person's going to bring a lot of viewers. So what I'm saying is, what if we got into the point, you know, it's about to be 2020, all right? It's a long way since the 2000s because every show has changed. If you look at the performances from a while back, every act continues to change and progress. Mm-hmm. So what if we've gotten to the point that the NFL is looking for performers not for their you know impact in this music industry, but just to 
the listeners and the viewers that they're going to get that year. And why not pick an artist or a music group like Maroon 5 that has songs that were popular this year and also had songs that were popular for the past 10 years? What's wrong with that? Maybe the people that are nostalgic towards this, those songs aren't the ones watching the halftime performances anymore. I mean, it brings in people that don't even watch football like me. Well, yeah, but well that's kind of the point also because... Going going off of what you said and what he said, uh, a lot of people, a lot of older audiences tune in to listen to these people. This is not just hitting the younger spectrum of audience. This is also hitting a lot of the older ones, a lot of people that might be tuning out that might not be watching this. And this gives them a reason to come back. And even kind of like a family event, too, because you're with your family, you're with your friends. You have some songs that, you know, are for more for the old school people that old school people that old school people listen to but that a lot of the newer audience could still listen to that as well. These are timeless hits, whereas more of these Cardi B songs, like, let's be honest, they're more for the younger audience. They're more for this generation than it is that speaks throughout all generations. And her song could still do that, but we're talking about audiences, and Maroon 5 just brings a whole different audience along with it than just Cardi B. And let's be honest, how much can you enjoy the Say Lil, You Can't, with me, you know, like there's gonna be so much censorship in her songs as well that it's 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 gonna feel restricted to that point. That's a good point with her censorship. Not to, and not saying that's taken away from music. I mean, like if her songs meant to curse, then curse. But like that's not something that's gonna be allowed on the Super Bowl. I just the the Super Bowl halftime show performer should be someone that can entertain a broad sense of audience. And as of right now, as hardworking as Cardi B is, that's not her. No, and I'm not... Listen, that's a really good point. But my point is, what if you're an act that is not as explicit as Cardi B, but you have a really, really, really big year like she did? Because, yes, there's people that have a, a big year. Like, for example, we could say Takashi 69 had a big year. Um, do not even... <laughs> listen, but in no way is his year as big as Cardi's because it's, Cardi appeals to a really broad audience outside like all over the globe and some of these artists are just a national thing i'm not saying maroon 5 because maroon 5 is known globally but like there's other artists that in that are in the music industry right now that do not bring an audience like cardi b does but they don't have the latin background like cardi b does they don't have that connection with that audience as well the fact is Maroon Five is also is also known internationally, and they have every right to perform at the at the Super Bowl halftime show.